Welcome to How to Keep Your Day Job, brought to you by the Morningstar Consultants, your business and life strategists. We're here to explore the crossroads of leadership, career advancement, personal growth, and the transformative world of not-for-profits. At Morningstar Consultants, we've evolved through the rich experiences and insights. It's our mission to offer thought-provoking episodes for not-for-profit champions and rising stars. Dive into strategic planning, board governance, finance, HR, and beyond. All to empower sustainable not-for-profits and thriving communities. Join us for inspiring conversations with extraordinary guests, sharing career highlights and life-defining moments. Remember, as Mark Twain said, find a job you enjoy doing and you'll never have to work a day in your life. We're here to fuel your journey with passion, purpose, and remarkable achievements while strengthening the backbone of our communities. Your time is precious. Thanks for being here. And we're thrilled to share this journey with you. Now let's jump into another exciting episode of How to Keep Your Day Job. Hi, and welcome back to How to Keep Your Day Job with the Morning Star Consultants. I'm Lisa Goss, and I'm here with you today. And I'm in shock. We haven't done an episode on this yet. I think we've spoke about it in 90% of the episodes, but we failed to focus primarily on it in an episode. So for today's episode, it's the foundational aspects of not-for-profit governance, creating effective bylaws. This episode is really relevant for Canadian organizations with always a nod to the listeners in Manitoba. But wherever you are, creating effective bylaws, it's a universal step in your structure for your not-for-profit success. So we're going to delve into the bylaws and why they're more than just legal requirements. They're like the blueprint for your organization's operations and governance. So try to stay with me and stay awake. Sometimes when I'm talking about bylaws with my colleagues, I imagine it's not unlike that Peanuts episode. Now you have to be a Gen X kid to remember this, but there was this teacher and she talks in this classroom and it's just sound like wah, 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 wah. So if you can, stay with me, and I promise I'll try to keep you entertained. So before we begin today, though, I just want to remind our listeners that we strive to provide valuable insights and information on this podcast, but the contents of this podcast are for information only. We are not legal professionals. We love lawyers, but we're not lawyers. Our discussions should not be taken as legal advice. Each organization's circumstances are unique. Remember that. And bylaws vary by location, jurisdiction, legislation. So we strongly encourage everybody to seek guidance and a qualified legal professional to ensure that your organization's bylaws and practices comply with applicable laws and regulations for your area. Now let's get on with it. Okay, so what are bylaws? Bylaws are the rules and regulation that govern your not-for-profit. Unlike the Articles of Incorporation, which really establish your organization's legal existence, bylaws set out how your organization operates. They outline who holds power, how decisions are made, the procedures for handling conflicts and changes, and they ensure consistency, structure, legal compliance, which makes them really essential for your day-to-day operations and for any long-term success. So let's talk a little bit more about what bylaws are and why they're indispensable for your not-for-profits and why everybody should be reading them. Make note, 
right after this podcast, pull your organization's bylaw, pour a big coffee, glass of wine, and have a read. Don't think of bylaws as just administrative formality. They are your guiding framework of your organization's governance and operations. I always say bylaws are essentially the rule book of your organization. They're a set of self-governing rules adopted by your organization. And if you're a membership organization, accepted by all members. The rules within the bylaws define your group's purpose, who your members are, how decisions are made, how meetings are conducted. Bylaws lay out the who, what, where, when, how, why of your organization's operations. They serve many purposes. First, they provide a clear structure for management and decision-making. They also define roles and responsibilities of the organization, from the board to the directors, the general members, and your executive director. And finally, bylaws offer a framework for resolving any disputes and managing change within your organization. It's really important to understand the difference or to be able to distinguish bylaws from articles of incorporation. While they sound similar, they really serve different functions. Articles of incorporations are the document that legally establishes a corporation in Canada. I always say it's like the birth certificate of your organization. It outlines your name, your purpose, and your structure. If you're ever lost from your purpose, grab your articles of incorporation and see why you began. Bylaws, on the other hand, are more like the user manual. They describe the organization in how it runs and details procedures for meetings, elections, and all other governance processes. Think of articles and incorporations as the foundation and the bylaws as the house built on the foundation. So in most of the podcasts, you hear me talk about the foundation of the house. You need a strong foundation to be able to have success. So if you don't want your house to crumble, read your bylaws. Also, bylaws play a pivotal role in the governance and conflict resolution. They really give procedures for addressing disagreements, making decisions that are fair and reasonable, and that provides for smooth operations of your organization. Effective bylaws really help prevent conflict by clearly outlining processes and responsibilities. This prevents and avoids misunderstandings that lead to disputes. So crafting well-thought-out bylaws is not just a legal requirement, it's a strategic step in ensuring the longevity and effectiveness of your organization and building the foundation of that house. Now let's talk best practices in drafting bylaws. We're going to discuss the importance of planning and not rushing the process, clarity, consistency, and the use of plain language, Techniques for effective drafting, so a clear format, active voice, and logical flow. So let's start with planning. The creation of bylaws shouldn't be rushed. It's a process that requires really great planning and consideration. Remember what I said about thinking about it as the foundation for your building. So you want it to be strong, stable, and capable of supporting your structure for years to come. The same goes for bylaws. They set the tone for your organization's operations and governance. Where I always start is by outlining the main sections and what each will cover. During your planning, consider unique aspects of your organization. So your size, purpose, your membership structure, because all of this needs to be incorporated and it could really make a difference in the success of your organization. 
So these basic elements should guide the content of your bylaws. It's also a good idea to involve different stakeholders in the process. So board members, staff, your legal counsel, sometimes we even speak to members or advisory councils. I often tend to reflect on board evaluations as well because I ask questions about clarity and understanding and pull out that vision, mission, and values in your last strategic plan and listen to the passionate words of the people that are involved in the organization, the stakeholders. And remember, if you are a service organization or a membership organization, they are your stakeholders. Don't forget them in the consultation process. So as I said, another important thing is to be clear and consistent. Clarity and consistency are key to drafting bylaws. The language that you use should be plain and easily understandable. Avoid legal jargon and overly complex terms. I, for sure, was guilty of this in my earlier days, thinking that that's the way they needed to read. And now I often try to tone down the language so that everyone can understand them. These bylaws are going to be referenced by many people in your organization. And if you're a public-facing organization, the public has to be able to understand the rules of your organization and how it's governed. Think accessibility. Bylaws should be accessible to everyone. Consistency in language and format helps prevent misunderstandings and make sure terms are defined clearly, used consistently throughout the document. And this is why we define key roles and responsibilities and processes. Consistency ensures that everyone's on the same page and can help prevent conflicts down the line. When doing these podcasts, I often make bullet point notes. And where we're at now is clear format, active voice, and a logical flow. The flow is incredibly important. So when you're drafting those bylaws, think of that format. Think of structure. It's just as important as content. A clear format, numbered sections, and easily identifiable headings make the document so much more user-friendly. This can be really crucial when you're looking for a specific part of the bylaws. To identify quorum or something about your committees. All of the things that you can put in place to make them easier to read, easier to search and find are so important. And I love the PDF where you can skip links. So as you're looking at the table of contents where you can go to certain sections of the document, that is so wonderful. And the other thing, remember if you're PC users, control F and you can find anything. So I said active voice. Using an active voice in your writing can help your bylaws be a bit more engaging. I know Stacy always says she'd rather be rubbing glass in her eye than read bylaws, but I think you can write them in a more engaging way. Perfect example around the way you say things. So instead of saying, the meeting shall be conducted by the chairperson, say the chairperson will conduct the meeting. The language is more direct, clear, and easier to understand. And finally, logical flow in your document. The bylaws should progress in a way that makes sense and related sections group together. For instance, all the provisions around the board of directors is in one section, things about meetings, the annual general meeting in another. So the logical progression makes it easier for readers to follow and understand 
and search for related content. So what we've addressed so far are some best practices to keep in mind when you're drafting bylaws to make them smooth and to make a successful process. Now we're going to dive into a little bit more of the specifics of the Canadian and Manitoba legislation and how it impacts your bylaws. So I apologize to everybody all over the globe that's listening. We're digging in deep to Manitoba and Canada for a few moments, but maybe some of this can be relatable. So let's zoom into the Canadian context. Um, let's particularly focus on Not-for-Profit Corporations Act and some specifics from Manitoba. So understanding this legal environment is crucial for ensuring your bylaws are not only effective, but compliant with national and local legislation. Canada's Not-for-Profit Corporations Act provides a federal framework for not-for-profit organization. It outlines standards for corporate governance, ensuring that not-for-profits operate in a transparent and accountable way. This act covers several key areas, how to form a not-for-profit, how it can be structured, and how it should operate. Under this act, your bylaws must address specific areas such as the election and duties of directors and officers, financial affairs, and how meetings are to be conducted. It's a blueprint for your governance structure, ensuring that your organization adheres to the legal standards and best practices of not-for-profit management. And if your organization is operating in a province, let's say Manitoba, it's important to be aware of your provincial nuances. The Manitoba Corporations Act governs not-for-profit organizations within the province, and this act has its own specific requirements from how to incorporate your organization to the details that have to be included in your bylaws. For example, in Manitoba, your bylaws need to detail the organization's purpose, membership rules, meeting procedures, and how directors and officers are elected. It's essential to ensure that your bylaws align with any provincial specifics to maintain good standing and be in compliance with your local legislation. Next, I want to talk about beyond compliance. So the role of bylaws in meeting legal requirements and satisfying funders. So beyond compliance, well-crafted bylaws play a significant role in the meeting of requirements that funders put on organizations. Many grant-giving organization and government bodies look for clear, robust government structures before they decide to fund your not-for-profit. Your bylaws can often be a deciding factor in whether the organization is considered a reliable and trustworthy recipient of funds. Bylaws also serve as a tool for transparency and accountability. They provide assurance to your stakeholders, including your funders, that your organization is managed responsibly. So bylaws don't only keep you legally compliant, they enhance your organization's credibility, brand, and the attractiveness to potential funders. So if you're a not-for-profit or a charity, invest time in your bylaws, keep them on your website. And honestly, when I donate, I often look at a website. I check out what the organization is doing, where their funding comes from, what their bylaws say about them. And honestly, what do you think your bylaws say about you as an organization if they're 10 or 15 years old? It kind of speaks to the care invested in the organization. Okay, we have to talk about it, common pitfalls and solutions. So let's uncover some common pitfalls in bylaw creation and discuss how to avoid them. Let's understand the challenges that are key in drafting bylaws. 
so that you're not only compliant, but you're effective. So frequent misunderstandings and errors in bylaws. One common error in bylaws is vagueness. Bylaws that are too general or ambiguous lead to misunderstandings and disputes. For example, not clearly defining terms like member or quorum. This can create confusion during meetings and decision-making processes. When we're not clear, you give people opportunity for debate. Think of bylaws like your posted speed sign. Everybody knows how fast you're supposed to be going. Another pitfall is inconsistency. Having conflicting statements within the bylaws, I see this often because bylaws are sometimes edited or reviewed in pieces because something's happened and there's a need, they forget to review the rest of the document. So then you have conflicting statements. So it's crucial to ensure that all parts of your bylaws work together cohesively and don't contradict other sections within your bylaws. Now I'll talk a little bit about the importance of legal counsel in drafting bylaws. I have been doing bylaws for a very long time. I'm one of those people who used to volunteer to be on the bylaw committee, and I quite like them. And recently I wrote something and sent it to a lawyer and they said, you should have been a lawyer, Lisa. I love those emails. Do you ever print out some of those and just keep them? Put them on your poster board so you can look at them every once in a while when you're having one of those days where you're thinking you're just not enough. Those are great emails. So we do a lot of bylaw reviews in Morningstar. I love doing it. When we do it, we understand the organization. We have contact with stakeholders. We understand the internal workings and we're able to review and craft. But I always tell the organization, now take this and have a lawyer review it. Because I think people forget bylaws just aren't an administrative task. They're a legal one. That's why lawyers are important for that final glance and review. I'm thinking about the perfect scenario. I worked with a national organization last year, and we had a very active board member who worked with me on the bylaws, and it was a great process. And I think those ad hoc bylaw committees, even when you have an external consultant guiding the way, formulating uh, the plain language, helping you synthesize what you do, who you serve, and building it into those bylaws. I, I like the team approach. So really interactive groups within the organization, the consultant kind of leading the way, and then finally that package going to your legal counsel for the end kind of look and review. And next, regular review and amendments. We talked a little bit in one of the errors that happens about the, the piecemeal work about changing certain sections of your bylaws without doing that full review and that conflicting statements. It's not only confusing to your stakeholders, the people you serve, the board members, but it could present risk to your organization. So bylaws aren't set in stone. As your organization evolves, your bylaws should too. Regular review and amendments of your bylaws are crucial in keeping them relevant and effective. At least every five years, although I always recommend every second year, it's a great process to mark it in your calendar. 
pull them up four months before your annual meeting and go through them. Or whenever significant changes occur in your organization or any applicable law or legislation. And having a clear procedure for amending bylaws, it's essential. It includes who can propose changes, how those changes are reviewed and approved, how they're communicated to your membership, the public, your staff. And remember, amendments should be made with the same level of care and legal guidance as the original drafting process. At Morningstar, our project manager is amazing at taking bylaws and we put them in this large document where we look at the original bylaws, we looked at the proposed amendments. If they are a chapter of a national organization, we'll put the national organization's bylaws so you can see everything at a glance. And when we do this as a team and present that uh, back to the organization, they can clearly see where they were, where they're going, and how they compare to other organizations. So stay vigilant and proactive in your bylaw management, and you can ensure your organization's governance remains strong. Because remember, when you have that strong foundation of your house, that's the governance. And what those bylaws do is help you be flexible, be responsive, and meet the needs of your community and those you serve. So you're not leaving this podcast with a set of bylaws in hand, but we did go over some key points We began by defining bylaws and understanding how critical they are and what their role is in the structuring and governance of not-for-profits. We distinguished bylaws from the Articles of Incorporation and discussed their legal significance, especially under Canadian and Manitoba law. And we talked about that bylaws are the guiding framework of your organization. They are the foundation of your house. And bylaws set a tone for how your governance operates, the operations of your organization, and conflict resolution. We looked at best practices in drafting bylaws, emphasizing the importance of planning, clarity, consistency, using plain language. We explored the elements that contribute to effective and understandable bylaws, with a goal to create a document that's not only legally sound, but also practical, easy to navigate, and speaks to your brand. We talked about who should be reviewing your bylaws. I talked about really enjoying working with an ad hoc team, being the consultant that steers the project, and then finally, you know, reminding people not to underestimate the value of legal expertise for that final look at your bylaws. This assures they're compliant and tailored to your organization's needs and your legislation in your area and the legislation appropriate for your organization. And finally, we talked about regular reviews at least every five years. But then when the world changes, we all learned quickly as COVID took over and we realized that most of our bylaws didn't have anything about meeting electronically through Zoom or Teams. And then our legislation changed to make it appropriate that we could meet in that manner. And then bylaws needed to be updated. So there could be changes in environments, change in in our mission, vision, and values, changes within the organization or in the overarching legislation. 
So every five years, the big review, but then also consider the other changes in the environment or your organization that we discussed. So thanks for tuning in today. It's been fun (laughs) discussing the vital role of bylaws in the success and sustainability of your not-for-profit. I will post some insights and resources in the show notes. If you're looking to get your bylaws reviewed, reach out to us. We have a great team and we do a really comprehensive process. It's not just us running off and making a document and emailing it to you. There's conversations. There's insights and understanding to your organization, your stakeholders, funders, those you serve. We work with your ad hoc committee, your board, your executive director or CEO to engage them in the process. Because long after we leave, you're the ones that are managing your organization under the guidance of these bylaws. And finally, we have great contacts locally for lawyers that can do a review if your organization doesn't have your own. And remember, on our website, we do do a free consult and we're always sharing free content. So if you want to sign up for our newsletter, go onto our website and fill out a contact form. Our pro bono applications closed the other day. We're letting a few more drift in. It probably won't be to the weekend till I get at looking at them all. But I'm secretly hoping that there's a bylaw review in there. So stop by MorningstarConsultants.com. Stay informed, stay engaged, keep building strong foundations for your organizations, the foundation of your house. And until next time, keep making a difference in your communities. Thanks for joining us today. I hope today's discussions and strategies inspire your path forward. Whether you're navigating your career, leading with purpose, nurturing a not-for-profit, or contributing to the community environment, we're here to offer guidance and support in every aspect of your life. At Morningstar, we recognize the challenges you face balancing your many roles and responsibilities. That's why we're just not business strategists, we're life strategists too. Our approach acknowledges that personal well-being and success are deeply interconnected with professional achievements. Our dedication extends beyond individual triumphs. We're committed to building resilient organizations and empowering leaders to enact meaningful change. Stay engaged with us at MorningstarConsultant.com, follow us on social media, and sign up for our newsletter. Explore a range of services from customized courses, business consulting, to interim executive support, and personal coaching. All of our services are crafted to foster lasting transformation. We're signing off with a heartfelt thank you to our podcast community for being with us today. Continue to chase your passions, uplift those around you, and weave your unique narrative as a powerful agent of positive change.